0: But I think the main things is at the end of the day, volleyball is volleyball. It's in the same nine by nine court and the rules are the same. So we, uh, <laughs> is that on the back of your shirt? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, on the back of the dude, 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 A little <laughs> free shout out for you. Um,
1: and it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. You need to still execute to the best of your ability if you want a chance to win.
0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with the normal setup for the nine by nine. Rob is unfortunately back in Chicago. <laughs> and I am home here in Toronto. My name is Everett Thorne. That, as always, is Mr. Rob St. Clair. This is the nine by nine, the 81 square meters of the best football content on the internet. And first and foremost, I think we need to give you guys a really big thank you to everyone who was watching and who was participating, who was in the chats and on the Discord and everything while we were uh, at VNL Ottawa this past week. It was really awesome to see just how much engagement we were getting and and how many people were were watching along, and how many people were at the venue come and say hi to us, take pictures with us and and telling us you like the show so it it was it was really awesome. I know it was for me i don't know about Rob
1: I, oh I, totally yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was by far the best week in the volleyball source channel's history uh and I loved it uh, I, I loved. Given, given that week, the coverage that we thought it deserved. I love meeting a bunch of the fans. I loved everyone's comments on all the YouTube videos. I think in terms of quality and quantity of uploads, it was by far the best week we've ever had. Um, yeah, all the comments on all the interviews have been great, on all the live shows that we did. It's been awesome. And, um, it, it, I mean... It, what is it Thursday yeah we got back on we got home on Monday and I'm still catching up on sleep for that week it's it was it was it was quite the week but it's good to be back in our normal setup and we're kind of going to be watching the rest of VNL men's and women's the same as the rest of you guys from afar. yeah it it
0: was it was quite the week um not a lot of hours sleep I think the amount of beers drank definitely surpassed the amount of hours slept
1: Mm -hmm. That would actually be a very good uh, thing to count up, and it would be a toss-up That would be <laughs> a tricky one to figure out. It, it, yeah, it, what it a week! Would,
0: it would. It was. It was definitely a long week. Can't wait for it. For again, for next year, Ottawa does have a three-year deal. This was year two. They will be back next year. Uh, we just have to see if it's the women or the men, because if the <laughs> men get relegated, then they won't be in VNL anymore. So it it, it will just be uh, the women, and that's what we're here about right now, Rob, as week two of the female women are going on uh, right now. One is in Hong Kong, and the other one is in Brasilia. So you've got two very opposite ends of the world uh, going on right now. for the
1: Completely, yeah. So we're jumping back into it. We're jumping back into the women's. We're about halfway through week two, and we're in the middle of – this is actually a a very nice time for the show. I know it's nice for our European viewers that are actually awake for once – when we're doing the nine by nine and it's also right in the middle of it's after the hong kong matches and before the brasilia matches so let's first talk about who's where um in hong kong right now we've got italy bulgaria the netherlands turkey canada poland the dominican republic and china of course and then in brasilia we've got japan serbia germany thailand brazil korea the united states and croatia and um i mean we're we're right back into it it's it's basically the midway point right about now of the women's vnl preliminary round and we're starting to figure out like legitimately who's who and um the the playoff picture is starting to come into play just a little bit uh it certainly will uh by sunday after week two is over and everyone's played eight matches then we'll have a, a pretty decent idea of who is likely to make the playoffs and who's not but we're gonna we're gonna jump into all the matches that have happened uh we've got all of Tuesday, all of Wednesday, and half of Thursday's matches to catch up on. And as we get into those, we'll talk about sort of the teams and what rosters they brought and the differences in strategy from week one. And then we'll uh, take a look at the standings towards the end of the show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think we should just jump right into it now with uh, with, let's, let's, let's with do what's 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 gone on so far. Um, both your USA women and my Canada men. Canada men, sorry. Canada women are in action. At different locations, though, uh, women are in Brasilia, uh, and Canada in Hong
1: Kong. But, yep, that's right. And uh, both got things kicked off on Tuesday this week. Uh, Canada, close, close sets, but unfortunately they were three-donged by China. Um, let's see, 25-14, 25-18, but then 29-27 in the third. China actually looks really good. And then, does look really good, yeah. And then we, other- we,
0: we almost pushed it to a fourth.
1: Almost, oh, it, it was. Yeah. It
0: was close to being pushed to a fourth. We had a couple of set points. Unfortunately, we were we weren't able to pull it away uh, in the, that one. But I, I thought it was a decent showing against. You're right, China looks really good right now. I definitely underestimated them coming into this VNL.
1: Me too. Uh, yeah, they're they, they without Zhu Ting, without Yao, I thought that they were gonna like make the playoffs and lose in the first round, as we've kind of been used to. But uh, no, this this is a team that. Might potentially have metal aspirations, and i I definitely wouldn't have picked that coming in uh Lee Li, Li, Li ying ying has been their best offensive player by far thirteen for twenty eight against Canada, which is pretty good uh solid in reception, and just elsewhere across the board, I mean they hit forty percent as a team, they had five aces, only nine service errors like it's it's kind of like the dynastic Chinese teams under long Ping when she was coaching that were just really rock solid everywhere never gave away points for free and got good performances from just kind of everybody. And even though they, they lack a superstar, I think Li Ying is close and definitely close enough. And I uh, think, I think if
0: she played in a European league and if we saw more of her, she would be considered a superstar, maybe not a superstar, but like she would be considered within, within that conversation with the other players. But realistically, we only see her during national team season because it's hard to see anything in, in China.
1: <laughs> right, and yeah, uh, there aren't that many. I, I'm not even sure I can think of a left-handed outside hitter in the women's game other than her. I mean, the, we, we've got a handful of them on the men's side that that are easy to name, but I can't think of a left-handed female outside hitter off the top of my head right now. Can you? No. Yeah. It's no. A very, very interesting play style.
0: Yeah, you're right. Like it's, it's, it's not something that I. Mm, yeah, no, there's, there's there's not really... She's really, truly the only left-handed outside
1: hitter. Yeah, as I, far I, as I, I know. So yeah. uh, looking at Canada for a second, 22% efficiency as a team is not very good. 12 unforced errors and only 4% perfect passing. That is quite bad, but I do think that's like inflated by those first two sets that weren't close at all. Uh, the third one was obviously better, had a chance to steal. It didn't quite go your way, but um, I think the, the Canadian girls turned that momentum into the match overnight this past, uh, basically... This morning in Hong Kong, which we'll talk about in a minute, but um, it's worth like while we're here, what we're going to do is like talk about the rosters of of the teams and their choices for week two kind of while we're talking about the matches for China. It's identical Uh, exact same 14 players week two versus week one. And for Canada, the very notable change is the Kiera Van Rijk is back. And that is great news. Uh, Also, you get Alicia Ogham in the middle. And then a different backup setter and a different backup libero, but clearly Kira Van Rijk, the most impactful change in the roster this week.
0: Yeah, some some good good moves here from Canada. Um, I really like Quinn Pelland coming in from MRU, so she's she's going to be making impact. It's really interesting to see that they brought Quinn Pelland instead of maybe someone like a- Avery Allard. and Avery. Of course, I was course wondering signing. that too. Yeah, yeah, she signed with Monza this year, so she had some time. Um, she had some time to played professionally and played with one of the top teams in the world, you know, for Champions League games, for the Scudetta finals, which went to five. Uh, and instead they went with Quinn Pellinger, had a very, very good year at at, at U. but it was interesting to, to see that they picked uh, they picked her. And then uh, Ariel Plural was on this roster last year for the world championship. So that's not surprising. And I mean, all three of um, the libero prospects and even, even, the uh, the fourth, uh, have all been in school. So they're all kind of the same age and, and coming in the same situation. So it's interesting to see uh, how there's a little bit of rotation right now for the Canadian team.
1: Yeah. And we'll talk about Canada's match versus Bulgaria um, in a few minutes, but um, anything else about the China loss? I do think that the like playing them tight in the third set was at least an emotional victory.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think China is ultimately just a team that we don't match up with. Well, they True. serve really well. They pass. Well, they've they have, put they have good ball control they just don't really get into and they're very they're very skilled. You know, from what I've seen from China, they're very, very skilled, and they don't really get into too much of the other stuff. Um, you know, just like Argentina for the men, China for the women is a bad matchup for us.
1: Okay. And so uh elsewhere on Tuesday, day one of this week of the women's, we saw Poland beat the Dominican Republic in Hong Kong 3-1. to one. Um, Poland continuing their undefeated start to VNL, uh, starting off 5-0 and o with that Dominican Republic win. Close match, 25-23, uh, 30-28. Twenty three, twenty five, and then Poland ran away from it in the fourth. Still no Joanna Wolosz for Poland. She's back at home. Um, she's a little bit banged up. I mean, she played a million-year-long club season with Caneliano this year. Um, but Magdalena Stisiak, great as usual. 23 for 49 attacking. Um, pretty good offensive numbers overall for Poland. I do really like um, Katarzyna Winerzka at the setter spot. I think she's a perfectly mm-hmm. good secondary setter. Um, let's see. Who else contributed for them? statistically uh, olivia Rosansky started it outside played well a 17 for 35 14 blocks as a team for poland against the dominican republic and that is a, a blocking matchup that i i think makes sense the dominican republic's offense is slow and predictable and you're just going to have to do a disciplined job blocking against high balls, against their big bangers and all the wings and it looks like poland did a good job of that Not going to claim that I watched this match at like three in the morning in Hong (laughs) Kong, so uh, we're just looking at stat sheets. But yeah, that's my take on this one. Um, Wow, twenty-five total errors attacking for Dominican Republic, fourteen blocked and eleven unforced. That is not great.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely not great. But man, Poland looks good right now. They do. They, They they really do it, and especially without Joanna Volos. like there you're doing it without your top setter. Is Poland's this year's Serbia? that's that kind of what i'm, ah, I'm
1: interesting right question now.
0: um you know we'll, we'll talk about Syria in in a little bit because they did their first match i guess or earlier um but poland looks really really good right now it's you know i think they're building really well off of last year's world championship performance where i thought they were they were really solid
1: yeah because i mean last year they were not good at all at vnl like they're not even in the top 10 and then at the World Championship, when they were playing part of it at home, they really figured it out and um, actually almost made that final six, final four, whatever, whatever the hell the format of that tournament was. Yeah, yeah, Poland really, really good last year, and I agree they've they've parlayed it into a good a good start to the VNL for sure. Um, could they be this year's Serbia and like come out of nowhere to medal? I'm I'm still a little iffy on that one because as we'll we'll talk about some rosters, there still are there still are some some B teams even playing week two on the women's side, which I'm a little surprised by. But as for Poland, really, the only player they're missing is the best setter on the planet. And when they get her, they're honestly going to get even better. Uh, Dominican Republic roster-wise, they get Brenda Castillo back, who is one of the best liberos in the world. That's going to certainly help their passing numbers. Um, She, I mean, already looking at the stats from this one, she helped their passing numbers. Uh, She was by far, by far their best receiver, but Poland did a good job of not serving her as much. She had the least... Passing attempts of the three primary receivers on the Dominican Republic side, and uh, yeah, I think that's a good matchup for Poland. Um, they are disciplined enough and big enough to uh, serve the ball well and put up gigantic blocks against high balls on the wings. And um, I, I would have picked Poland to win that match ten times out of ten.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think they're one of the biggest wimps, uh, teams on the women's side. Yeah, you they're know, huge. Really. Magdalena really Stezyak is is definitely one of the the biggest um the biggest opposites we have and then you know you have corner luke and 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 others in in the middle so they're they're a big team and i think that's honestly why canada matches up well against them um because we're able to play against those those bigger teams
1: yeah so uh, i think that's about all there is to say about poland versus dr from tuesday uh let's switch to the brazil games from tuesday the united states beat croatia three to one when we lost that first set 25 to 17 I was, a little, I was a little confused, a little scared, <laughs> didn't really know what was going on there. Um, but we made some pretty significant lineup changes after that. I mean, we started uh, Ashley Evans and Danielle Catino at setter and opposite. Um, that did not go well in set one. Then we put in Micah Hancock, Jordan Thompson, and everything changed for the better. Uh, we also saw Asia O'Neill the second half of the match, uh, Khalil Lanier and Ali Franti on the left sides. And uh, after we put some of those players in, uh, we took care of Croatia, no problem. If, if we hadn't gotten three points in that match, that would have been a big problem. But 25-22, 25-18, 25-15, the rest of the way. So uh, potentially a dodged bullet there for my United States women. Honestly, that not that much to talk about here. Croatia, exact same roster as week one. Still no Samantha Fabris. They are going to struggle mightily, looking like the team that's going to be relegated right now.
0: I mean, them them or Bulgaria? Really, it's uh, it, it it's really a toss up bet- between those two teams. And you're right. I mean, looking at these stats, like Jordan Thompson had herself a game. Breon Butler was really really good in the middle. Um, and the Ali Franci too was one of those few players who played all, all the way through. She was 15 for 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 31. Are we worried of, at all about no Catherine P- Plummer, or is this kind of what we're coming to expect with the USA women? national and kind of settling into the fact that she may not be a starter or maybe one of you first ones off the bench for this team
1: yeah she's on the roster and she played in three of the four sets so uh, she, she was a serving sub in sets two three and four um i think that um, i don't take any major lineup conclusions from a match against croatia like croatia is a bottom of the barrel team um what we see the rest of the week in the united states including tonight who do we play tonight i think thailand um, That's going to be a little more indicative, and that actually might be a decent matchup for Plummer to play some minutes. So uh, we've got a lot of outside hitters. We've got a, a a lot of outside hitters and a lot of questions to answer about a lot of those outside hitters. So we're going to see a lot of people, and I'm not worried. I'm not going to draw any major conclusions uh, from the first five matches yet.
0: Yeah, that, that's fair enough. All right, moving forward, um Serbia finally getting on the board finally with with a win and i mean interestingly enough that they do it against a team like japan you know because japan in my eyes is you you one of those teams when you look at the stats of this one once again not one that i that i watched kind of it's kind of been on a bit of a volatile detox uh since since Ottawa. Uh, I think that's than more the, than fair <laughs> other than the canada china game yesterday or the day before that i was able to wake up and watch um the, the the stats on this one would suggest that it was maybe a bit of a sloppy game, which is a little surprising uh, for for Japan. Only 27% efficiency for, for Japan, which is almost unheard of for them.
1: Right, yeah, Japan doesn't play sloppy games, but 14 of those were Serbian blocks, and that is an advantage that Serbia should have in theory. Um, one of the breakout players in this tournament so far has been Aleksandr Uzalac. They're Serbia's, I guess I would call her the third outside hitter behind uh, Busha and Lozo but like Busha didn't start this one Lozo got the yank after at, like midway through set 1 so uh, Uzalac I think is like 19 maybe 20 years old and mm-hmm. she's been probably Serbia's best player through five matches and I mean like we talked about in week 1 they went 0 and 4 in to start the Gudetti area era which was not good at all but Uzalac was great against Japan 21 for 46 37% efficiency is very good Serbia gets Jovana exactly. Stavanovic back this week, who's one of the best middles in the world. She casually goes 10 for 19 with two blocks and an ace. Um, but they don't bring Bojana Dirtsa. They don't bring their world championship starting setter. That one confused me a little bit. So maybe maybe Gadetti identified that as a bit of a problem in week one and wanted to get some more people a look at the setter position. Um, I don't totally know. But uh, this was... Um, Almost a must-win game for Serbia. If they start zero five, they're probably on the outside looking into the playoffs.
0: Not only like outside looking into the playoffs, but I, I haven't checked in a while. But I wonder how much of a hit the world ranking has taken. That's a great
1: question. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look at that right now. Yeah. Um, also, okay. it
0: it it's it's fun. Just as like kind of on the Serbia topic. I've been very active in TikTok comments because people are being like, is this the greatest generation for Serbian athletes? You've got Nikola Jokic uh, and you've got Novak Djokovic who have, have been going off. And I was like, guys, we can't forget about Tiana Boskovic in, in here, right? And the two-time defending world champion uh, women's volleyball team. So, yeah, it might be one of the best generations for, for, uh, for, uh, for Serbian sports.
1: Yes, but they they've got they had to figure it out after starting zero and four at VNL and in, in like a world championship defense, so that that wasn't a good look. But they have since figured it out. Um, so we we talked about some of Serbia's roster changes this week. Japan basically the same. Uh, Mayu Ishikawa is back. They get a couple other middle blocker options back. Still no Fukudome at libero, but um, Serena Koga Nishida was their primary offensive player this time. Only nineteen for forty eight. And uh, six errors, not her best game. Uh, Katona Hayashi started at what is that? It must be opposite, right? Uh, yeah, Hayashi started at opposite. Twelve for thirty-three only is not so good. Um, Arisa Inuwa sixteen for forty, not quite so good. So just kind of an off day all around for the Japanese offense, maybe, and uh, not really concerning for them. I'm, just, I'm sure they'll they'll figure it out. And uh, let's see, they play. They play Korea tonight in Brazil. That should be an easy three dong, so um, they'll be just fine.
0: Not to mention passing. Like, they've only passed 17% perfect, which for some teams, (laughs) Canada, uh, that would be fantastic. (laughs) Uh, But for Japan, you know, you're just, even the stereotype of being one of the best ball control teams in the world, you expect that to be a little bit higher, at least for 2020. At least.
1: Yeah, that 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 should be better. Um, serving, let's see, six aces, 13 errors for Japan, four aces, 10 errors for Serbia. Nothing um, really that lopsided there. But um, close game, back and forth. It was actually, none of the set scores were even that close. That's weird. Like, yeah. no, nobody got within five. <laughs> like, 25-16, <laughs> 25-20, 25-16, 25-20, 15-10. Weird match. Yeah, I, I wish it would have been um, at a time when I could watch it a little bit more. But, um, yeah, Serbia needed a win. They got one. And I think that's kind of it for Tuesday's games. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving right along to Wednesday's games. Uh, The other eight teams got their second week underway. Italy, with a very similar B team to what we saw week one, three-donged Bulgaria. Turkey, a three-donged the Netherlands. Uh, Those were both over in Hong Kong. And then Germany beat Thailand three-to-one in Brazil. And Brazil, obviously, was going to three-dong Korea at home. So um let's I guess let's kind of talk about Italy, Bulgaria. Bulgaria's bad, just just straight up. And um Italy, I'm I'm very curious about their strategy because this is the second week in a row they've rolled out a B team. Uh they have a different second setter and a different second libero. Like those are their fourth setter and libero in the depth chart, in my opinion. And everybody else this week was the same. And I don't really understand that because they're like, if you play your B team two out of the three weeks of the preliminary round, you're probably going to miss the playoffs. So I don't totally know what Italy's doing here.
0: I almost wonder if for these European teams, VNL just isn't as important because of how important Euroval is. You know? Like, the, the reality is, is that Norseka champs for an teams or even the Asian champs for, you know, the Asian team, just kind of a secondary thought. True. It's because the, the depth isn't there, but the reality for the you know, Euroval is that it's legitimate competition and that might be some of the focuses for some of these things
1: yeah it could be but you got to think about world rankings too like italy lost a bunch of world ranking points in week one like they let's see yeah they lost 14 points for losing to Poland. and they lost 13 points for losing to turkey eh? and uh, i 'm only picked up two for three donging a bad team like Bulgaria, so they are fourth in the world only because Serbia's dropped down there 's something going on with the volleyball world website right now it 's taking five million years to load, so it, it finally yeah. uh, it finally gave me the most updated ranking. Serbia has dropped a lot' um, they 've they've, they've dropped down a lot they're all the way down to fifth, so i 'm uh, Brazil the new number one team in the world on the women 's side but uh, anyway, yeah Italy. Got to keep a very close eye on Italy this week with with um, their wins and their potential world ranking, but also making the playoffs. So obviously they're going to three-dong Bulgaria. And maybe that's part of their strategy. They're like, yeah, okay, we can roll out whoever we want. We'll still beat Bulgaria, no problem. Um, but none of the yeah. usual suspects, no Pietrini, no Bossetti, no no Egonu, obviously we're not going to see her this VNL, but no Antropova is a bummer, no Oro, et cetera, no like... Kirikella, no, Lubion, no. I wonder if they're just looking at
0: the. I wonder if they're just looking at the teams they're playing. Like you know, they they have Bulgaria. They already beat the Dominican Republic. The next game after that is uh, the Netherlands, uh, which we know is is kind of a a a team in work. And then the other uh, only one other than that is China, right? So I think that they're looking at the schedule almost and being like, hey, we can get, we can we can get at least two out of two wins, and now probably three out of one that they that they're able to take down the Dominican public as well
1: yeah maybe i mean that's that's kind of what i was thinking about the usa in week one is like you you take a look at the schedule You like we had korea who was an easy win and then three tough teams and so like you send a B team see what you can get out of them and we ended up going four and oh which was sweet but uh yeah that's sort of the the chess match that some of these coaches and these national federations are gonna have to go through so um we don't need to talk about bulgaria at all they stink they could get relegated um, Netherlands were three-donged by Turkey A. The Netherlands kind of brought uh, brought out all the guns that they could. Celeste Plock is back. Nika Dalderop is back. Um, let's see. Britt Barngaard's setter is back, although Sarah Van Allen's been getting the starts, and I kind of agree with that. She's looked pretty good. Um, still wasn't good enough against Turkey Deep into overtime in set one, but then 25-21, uh, 25-15 the rest of the way. Uh, let's see. Abra Karakurt started at opposite this one. Um, I'm look, looking through some stats And she was good, uh, 12 for 25 40% efficiency is excellent Zara Gunesh really good in the middle Ada Erdem was unbelievable, 8 for 9 Plus 3 blocks and an ace Hande uh, Baladin was good On the left, uh, 10 for 20 45% efficiency, that's outstanding And uh, yeah, Turkey is better Than the Netherlands, I think that's, that's pretty clear There's not that much to say about this match
0: I think one of the most interesting things from this match and just from all of Turkey's matches so far is that battle between Karakurt and Vargas. I mean, Vargas got nine points coming off the bench in this one. She was seven for seven for 13 in, in using that, what I'm assuming is going to be that double sub. Yeah, it
1: was a double sub with Elif Shadi so, as the second Yeah, starter.
0: so it's it's very much kind of like, like, who does Turkey go with? And I really love been between this, like he starts one and gives the double sub to the other. Ultimately, I think it's a, it's a really good position. We haven't ever, seen, we haven't seen any of like either one on
1: the left side. That's what I'm kind of wanting to see. I, I, I kind of want to see Kurt on the left. I want to see how it goes. Like that was what all the talk in the offseason season, once Santarelli got hired, was what What is he going to do with the wing? What with the two opposites? And everyone was saying that we were going to see Karakurt on the left, and we haven't really seen it yet. This VNL, I think there's. There are some matchups where it would be worth it to try it out, and we just haven't seen it yet. So worth keeping an eye on. But I also, at the same time, I do kind of like the the occasional 6-2 usage because you can start either opposite, like legitimately start either one and bring the other off the bench here and there and get almost double-digit points, like you said, out of Vargas this time. And then next match, maybe start Vargas, bring Karakut off the bench and give her 15 balls and see what she can do. Like I, I don't hate that either. So, yeah, um, Vargas. I trust Santarelli to say the least.
0: If there's anyone we trust, it it is Santorelli. That's right. Uh, but Vargas so far with 116 points, Caracurt with 75.
1: That's a lot. That's a lot for two people to play the same position.
0: Yeah, it, it, and they both lead. They both lead Turkey in scoring. So yeah. it's very, it's very, very interesting just to watch that kind of play out. And oh, apparently Luke is saying in the chat that um, Karakurt did play on the left. Uh, in week
1: one of them. oh, in the in the Poland game, or uh, oh, well we'll talk about the Poland game in a minute. That that that, that happened yeah. overnight. That actually is 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 going to be cool to break down a little bit. And uh, let's see. Yeah, sure enough, uh, she did play outside hitter overnight. So uh, ask asking we shall receive on that one. Anything about the Netherlands? I mean, they're there's no way they're going to make the playoffs, but they're a core team, so they're going to be just fine in terms. Yeah, exactly. Of
0: we said it in our, pre- this is a young team. They don't have many of starters, the starters, the resting, a lot of them really giving a chance for the young ones to go out there and, uh, and get some experience. So um, I would, I would expect to see them at the bottom of the table at, at the end of every week, at the end of all of this.
1: Yeah, doesn't surprise me at all. Okay, moving on to Wednesday's games in Brazil. Germany beat Thailand three to one. Not a good performance from Thailand at all. Um, that surprises me. Yeah, it pisses me off
0: too. Because why couldn't they play like that against us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, l- looking
1: uh-huh. at it now with uh, like Thailand's numbers: um, twenty-one offensive errors in total, and four sets is really bad. Twenty-five percent efficiency, not great serving, decent reception, but uh, Germany looks low-key kind of good. Uh, Hannah Orthman at opposite is a move. Actually, wait, no. Um, Hannah Orthman at outside hitter this time, it was Lena Allsmeyer at opposite. So they've really been moving that position around. Uh, Allsmeyer on the right actually wasn't very good. Stegro at, at outside was outstanding. 12 for 23-0 errors. That's brilliant. But um, to be led in scoring by both your middles, um, Camila Weitzel with 17 is is big time. And then let's see, who's the other one? Uh, Marie Schultz yeah. with 14. Like, 12 for 25 and 13 for 24 for your middles is 49 crazy. sets
0: 49 sets to the middle crazy for crazy and, i mean crazy. this is this is very much kind of what we saw for the men's team from the men's team just now in ottawa is that they got a good pass they were going to the middle Love and it. i it, to me it's hard to believe that they got this many um good passes off of thailand but looking at their their passing numbers, they're sixty seven percent positive, twenty five percent perfect. Um, that's really really good numbers there in passing from Germany. I wonder if there's anything to do the fact that you do have like who who was on the who was on the right here Ustigot? No, um,
1: it was it was Alsmeyer, uh, which, was, which okay. was a little no, bit she, different. I, I expected Orzman to start at opposite. Yeah,
0: yeah, she wasn't in reception. She only passed four balls. So I was wondering if they're kind of doing like a bit of a. Uh, a bit of a hybrid three-three outside system where you, you know, maybe you know, released others for for the back row, but no, they just went straight up and they were able to pass down. So good for them.
1: Yeah, I mean that, like you said, that much volume—forty-nine balls to the middle in four sets—is crazy. That's, that's that's insane and i love it that's, that's like 12 attempts per set on average which is huge and i really like it i mean i was the middle i love that stuff yeah 54 yeah, percent absolutely. for weitzel 36 percent efficiency for schultzel and then 13 blocks as a team for germany that is uh i gotta say great coaching by Vitel heinen using his matchup advantages and uh just running that ball down the throats of thailand through the middle as much as they could
0: this is where heinen i think just really excels like he's not good at managing egos and and all of this stuff, but he's really really good at working with a team that's a bit of like a, a has a bit of a worksman or a works person sorry approach and just kind yeah. of let's let's just get down and dirty and, and let's just get into it. So I I kind of really like this Germany Germany looking good right now.
1: They do look good. Uh, as for like roster news for these two teams, it's basically the same as week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thailand is identical, and Germany all they have is a different second opposite. So. Um, nothing really to talk about here. Last but not least yeah. for Wednesday, Brazil 3-Dong Korea. No shit. That's that's all we have. To, that's yeah. honestly all we have to yep. say. Korea is bad, bad, but Brazil roster-wise, we do have to talk about because still no Gabi, and Ana Cristina got hurt in practice. So she is out this week. That is not good. Um, however, Rosa Maria is back. Thaisa is back in the middle. They bring in Roberta as the second setter because Macris in week one was not good at all. Uh, was quite the topic of conversation, and uh, like amongst the Brazilian community and amongst the Discord, is uh, <laughs> just as Everett was calling her maybe the second best setter in the world after the club season. She uh, was not good at all week one, but I mean, th- of course Brazil's going to beat beat Korea three to zero, even though set one was thirty one twenty nine. Yikes!
0: Yeah, I mean, I think maybe it's just the long the long club season, right? Like it, it's going to catch up to you at a certain point.
1: Sure um yes man brazil's outside hitter numbers like pre-deroit six for 16 five errors that's bad uh julia bergman was better but like without gabi and Ana cristina they uh they might not have all that good of a week at home and we didn't see rosa maria hardly at all i know that she actually can play both wings she can play on the left a little bit they might but they might need her to do that this week yeah maybe So uh, enough said. We don't need to talk about Korea at all. Let's move on to the matches that happened overnight, Everett, and uh, overnight on Thursday. First and foremost, this is actually a match that I was able to stay up and watch a little bit of. Canada took care of Bulgaria in hour and shower fashion. A good, quick three-donging. 25 what? Like 15, 13, 15? Mm -hmm. Not even close. (laughs) Yeah, 15, 13, 15. Beatdown.
0: Honestly, I think this is a massive, a massive bounce back for Canada, and I really, really like this win. Obviously, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, um, but and I'm, I'm going to do that uh, after uh, after this show. But being able to bounce back after getting three dong by China and really bringing it to Bulgaria, like these are the matches that we need to win, right? These are the these right. are the matches that that we, we we need to win against other challenger teams. And not only did that, did we do that, but we won that decisively. Like Kira Van Rijk, 12 for 19, 58% efficiency. That's fantastic. Alexa went nine for 19 as well. Hilary Howe, who's really been solid, uh, nine, uh, nine for 18 with no errors, didn't get blocked at all. Also 13 blocks, for yep. Team Canada in three sets is massive, four aces as well. You love to see that. You love to see that just all-encompassing domination, um, but really a bad look on the other side of the net for Bulgaria.
1: Bulgaria is bad. They're really bad. And uh, I-, I watched the first two sets of this game last night as, as before I went to bed because I didn't bother watching the third set. It wasn't close. Shannon Winsory was even talking about, yes, we dominated the serving game. Uh, Bulgaria was never in system, which allowed them to dominate the blocking game. And uh, Bulgaria is not a good serving team. So Canada was mostly in system and ran a good offense like this was um, this was a a good team who has potential to make the playoffs against a really bad team who has potential to get relegated. These two teams are in completely different tiers of world volleyball right now. This game was never even close. And uh, it was exactly the convincing style win for Canada that you wanted to see.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And it keeps us nicely on that 500 pace um that's what we want to see from this team especially when you when you look at the next two matches that are going to be two big matches turkey we always play tough right especially now in this this new era of uh of guidetti it's going to be it's going to be interesting and then the dominican republic after that so two big matches so it's really nice to get a good win here for good confidence heading into those big ones
1: Yep, this was a beat down. Now, the, the match that I think has been the most, the single most interesting match up and match that's happened so far this week is this one that happened overnight. I was personally shocked to wake up and learn that Poland three donged Turkey. Extremely surprised. Poland is 6 0, oh, 25 22, 25 20, 30 to 28. And like our people were saying in the chat, we saw Abra Karakert start on the left and it did not go very well. Also, Hande Baladin, negative efficiency. Um, so, Vargas was terrific, 21 for 43, 42% efficiency. That is phenomenal. Um, the middles were perfectly fine as usual, but the outside hitter position for Turkey, A, not good at all.
0: She didn't pass terribly, Karakert. Like, she went, she, sure, she they, they wasn't were good, but it wasn't
1: good, but it, it wasn't, good, but it it wasn't terrible. Yeah.
0: No. It, like she, she was definitely. They were definitely going at her. She had 31 uh, targets. She was 32 positive, 13 perfect. That's all right. A little below the team average, um, but ultimately she just didn't look good offensively uh, on the left side. Eight for 21 with three errors. 21 percent. 24 percent efficiency uh, for Turkey and Turkey really really not looking great so far in the in uh in the Grunetti era.
1: The Santorelli era. No, sorry, era. and sorry, the yeah.
0: the Santorelli era. I apologize.
1: Yeah, what's what's cool about these two teams, I mean, Turkey and Poland have developed quite a rivalry over the past couple of years. I mean there was there was an Olympic qualifier that I, or like a Eurovolley qualifier, I think it was, that I remember that was saying that they've run into each other a lot the past couple of years. And I think that Poland and Turkey are both I would say they're both in in kind of the same tier in global volleyball right now where they're both in that sort of next team up sort of spot. They're both like trying to punch into that contender category behind like, you know, USA, Brazil, Serbia, Italy. Uh, And then like maybe I would say there's there's two different tiers right below that. There's China, Japan, who are like always good, but are rarely going to punch up and try to try to be medalists, but they've kind of been there for a while but then you've got Poland and Turkey who are about at the same level of ability but are really teams that are on the rise and are, are trying to start beating the teams ranked above them but Poland it seems to me has kind of owned the Turkey a rivalry at least recently and uh to, for them to start six and zero, this Fianel is really impressive really impressive without the best setter in the world even and it wasn't even because Magdalena Stisiak was all that good I mean, 15 for 30, 33% efficiency is, like, I'd say kind of average. Uh, but the outside hitters combined, uh, Wukasick and Rojanski both pretty good. The middles, chick and Korneluk, both extremely good.
0: Korneluk has been really, really good. She's been super solid. Uh, really good offensively, 7 for 11. Uh, I would almost want to see more volume go her way. And she's touching a lot of balls four blocked balls, four touches. And I mean, those touches, just from seeing kind of how they're popping up and how block stats are being done, you know, watching watching the game in Ottawa and looking at the stats after a set, I mean, like, this, this doesn't really match up. I'm willing to bet that she had more touches than just the four. Um, she's been absolutely dominant and kind of, to me, like, even in the club season, she's been really good, but she's starting to get crept, creep into, like, where does she rank on the on the middle scale? Like she's definitely the best middle that Poland has. I don't know if she's up there with the Stavaneviches and those ones quite yet, but she's definitely making a case for herself.
1: Not, she's not not even close to that tier in my opinion. She's really big, but I think she's really slow. Um, however, she has had a really good VNL so far. I mean, she's she's using that side size matchup and um, is is taking her chances in offense and creating separation putting some balls away i do like your chick a lot uh the other middle blocker for poland she's a little smaller a lot faster a lot more dynamic and she went seven for eight so um she,
0: she is currently the best blocker in vnl and it's not even close who, she has Kwanne 24 she, yeah she has 24 blocks and the next group of people have 60 so she's yeah. ne- leading leading the vnl by eight blocks
1: yeah that's rock solid uh poland's had a great blocking tournament so far uh six in three sets here against Turkey. Um, Yeah, I I really want to go back and watch this one. I mean, this was overnight in Hong Kong, and this is a big kind of storyline defining match for these two teams and sort of for the whole um, contender category of teams in the VNL. So I'm excited to go catch up on this match, but big one, big one, big one for Poland, six and oh, one of the, I think there are only three undefeated teams left in VNL right now. Poland, China, and the United States. So yeah, uh, Poland, very China, impressive.
0: USA, although Poland is, they do have a game uh, up on on those teams, but Poland has the full as has seventeen points. China is sitting at fourteen. USA only at twelve. Yeah, um, USA so has you, played
1: a lot of five setters. Poland has been yeah. I mean, Poland's been the best team in the tournament so far.
0: Yeah, if we're going by actually USA sitting fifth, both Brazil and Turkey uh, have more points but less wins.
1: I mean, they've also played more games. So uh, let's move on from this one. Last but not least, just about 30 minutes before we started the show today, um, I was able to catch just the end of Italy beating the Dominican Republic in 5, 15 to 10 in the 5th. And what the Discord was saying was that the Dominican Republic should have had this. Um, They they won sets 2 and 3 easily, and it sounded like they kind of choked it away in the 4th. It sounded like this should have been a Dominican Republic win in four and i'm gonna go like scroll back through the scores here like did, did dr have a lead um yeah it was let's see it was 20 to 20 at least 21 21 22 22 oh ouch and then they gave up a three to nothing run to lose it that's and then they lost it in the fifth that's not great uh, this was a, a nice chance for dr to beat an italian b team and, and pick up a big win but didn't happen for them. so um i i watched the fifth set I, I can't make any more conclusions th- than that, but uh, in, I guess Italy's B-team strategy is continuing to work out for them this week.
0: D, I, I could see that DR should have maybe won this match, but they also made a lot of errors. A lot of errors. 14 hitting errors, and they got blocked 13 times. Ouch. Um, so that's that's a lot. Um, but they passed basically. Well. They only got aced once, but at the end of the day, it walks away with this one. Walk, walk Pretty damn good. She's definitely someone to watch. I remember Tommy Blizzard telling me about her in our pre, in our, uh, pre uh, Super Lega um, preview for the women. And she really hasn't disappointed, especially with the national team.
1: This is a block fest. 13 blocks for Italy, 16 blocks for the Dominican Republic. Those are very significant blocking numbers. Um, not January, to mention
0: 22. Not to mention 22 touch balls for for the Dominican.
1: I'm hockey. not gonna even think about that block touch stat on in, the, in these stat sheets because I don't think it means anything. I, I don't think we should even continue continue bringing it up until we know what that with what a, what a touch is because I like if you're counting every ball that's touched, like there's no way that you only touch 22 balls on a block in a game. So
0: yeah, I would like, like I would like expanded blocking statues where there's like plus and minus blocks you know, a plus block that yeah. goes back on your side and then or, and you're able to recycle or like a minus block where you're tooled or, or, you know, it goes back to goes back to the other side.
1: Right, exactly. So I'm, I'm not going to look at that stat column really at all, this, this tournament. Janieri um, Martinez in the middle, 12 for 16. For the Dominican Republic, really good. But uh, their wings were not very efficient. Uh, Isabel Pena, 15%. Um, really? Ryland Martinez, 14, uh, 14 for 42, 17%. And then, uh, Senita Gonzalez Lopez eight eleven for thirty five nine percent. So not at all good on the wings for DR, and that is kind of where they need to score because that's their play style. Their play style is to, um, in in sort of Cuban Caribbean overall fashion, is chuck high balls to the wings and see how it goes. And uh... just score
0: score in bunches and ride that wave. Right, ride, yep. ride ride that wave of of emotions.
1: Yeah, let's. I'm looking at some of the Italian stats. Um, I mean, Nwakalor, good volume, 21 points, but not great efficiency. Miriam Silla, okay, 15 for 36, 28%. Like, n- not really any great individual performances. I wouldn't say either of these two teams, at least as they're currently constructed, are all that good, or that are, um, have great playoff chances right now. I mean, Italy is in ninth, Dominican Republic in 11th, and uh, if Italy makes the playoffs, they're going to have to bring a much better team to have a chance to do anything. I, haven't loved what I've seen from either of these two teams so far.
0: Yeah, I mean, once again, like the, the women's side is way weirder just because of, as you said, how many of the teams are bringing B teams that like we just don't know what up with so many right? We don't know what they what they look like, and I mean, it's great for Canadians, it's great for, you, for your Americans. Um, you guys are doing well so far, five and L, we're sitting pretty at three and three, but still a lot of question marks around this VNL so
1: far. Yeah, that I think that's fair. That that's kind of what makes it fun. Like the, even the men's side is, is similarly weird because of the, the B teams that some of the really good teams sent week one. But um, I, I expect that to shake out a lot, a little bit more clearly than the women's side right now. Like that middle of the pack on the women's side is from places like maybe six through 10 or 11. And we'll look at the standings in a bit, but that, that, all those teams that are hovering around 500 right now are really competitive and the playoff race is going to be really fun. So um, that is it for matches that have happened so far in week two. And before we preview kind of the rest of the week, I think it's time to talk about two very important things. The first one is that thatvolleyball.store. Everett, let the people know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Make sure you guys check us out at that thatvolleyball.store where you can get all of your, your merch needs and your gear. Use the code SPICY to get 15% off. I know I had some people... A uh, big shout out to our, our buddy Ryan, aka Two Jacks, who was repping some of the gear, and Joe, of course. too <laughs> Joe was repping some gear. Jan was repping some gear. Two Jacks, Ryan was repping some gear, and somebody saw one of the shirts. And if you know you know uh line, I was like, "Yo, I love that." And uh, I had basically someone, our, our buddy Dario, who, who were volunteers Global Canada, showed me his phone. He said, "Yo, you should check out this gear." And I, I was like looking at it, and I was like, yeah this is this is my merch." Like literally, I,
1: literally our store. <laughs>
0: And then, and then he wanted like he wanted deals on it, and I was like, "What's going on?" So, uh, just so you know, Shoji has been requesting some. Stephen Marr has been requesting some. So this is this is in hot demand, guys. Like we, That's right. uh, you you need to go you need to go check it out. So make sure you use the code Spicy for fifteen percent off of I've that volleyball dot
1: store. I've even got mine on today. everett you probably can't see me because our, our our screens on the. I back can are ac- not I can actually good. see
0: you. I can actually see
1: you today. Oh really? Does, does, yeah. Oh, it does look good. Wow, amazing.
0: It, our, yeah i know it, it started off real bad but has really picked up since then
1: excellent our, our software is taking a turn for the better uh, It at least looks good on youtube yeah i've got the spicy volleyball logo uh, a bunch of you saw and commented on my my laptop stickers when we were in ottawa and i do have a big fat spicy volleyball sticker on there, front and center which is great so um, all of that you can pick up on that volleyball.store and then everett i'm very pleased to announce the triumphant return of where's daddy I missed Where's Daddy? Uh, The the one thing that we couldn't do when we were live in Ottawa is hide Daddy Stankovic in our various assets during our shows just because we didn't have any. We were were live the whole time on camera, so it's back. Daddy Stankovic is hidden somewhere in this episode, and if you find him uh, and you comment where he is, uh, the timestamp of where he is... Um, on the in in the comments after the show is over, yes. then you get a shout out on the next week's show. So actually, I need I need right now to go all the way back, all the way back to our the last episode of the nine by nine that we did before Ottawa, and here it is. And I need to find um who honestly I, I thought
0: about just like setting up a where's Daddy a few times in Ottawa, but we had, we were doing so much already that like there's no way. Imagine if we had had dude two where's like no. Oh, no. the, too much.
1: There, there, there is no way we could, we could have hidden De- Daddy Stankovic much of anywhere with the setup as it was in Ottawa, but it's good to be back uh, hiding Daddy Stankovic in various places. Um, the last show we did was during Women's Week 1 of VNL before we went to Ottawa. Here was the asset where Daddy Stankovic is. Um, he is hidden there on the Polish Libero's face. So, lovely. Uh, we saw we had a couple people in the comments get it pretty much immediately. Um, actually, I, I think our friend Jana XOXO2093 was first to comment where Daddy Stankovic was. Nice, Follow- new one on the board. Yeah, followed very quickly by Bassi Lassie and Kiro Neri, our usual um, usual suspects for Where's Daddy? So congratulations to you on finding Daddy Stankovic. Um, reminder that <laughs> Daddy, Daddy may have already shown up in this show. He may show up later on in the show. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell Everett either. That's the fun part. But if you find him, um, comment where he is. The timestamp a- after the show is over, and you'll get a shout-out next week.
0: Joe in the chat is I may just come with a daddy fat head and hold it up somewhere. How funny it would be is Dude. if we just showed up to Vienna, even like, like not only is like daddy, like how funny would it have been if she was there because like daddy wasn't there, but neither was Serbia. And if it was just like a, a, a Dragan Stankovic daddy <laughs> fat head in the crowd, that would have been amazing. I think I definitely think we need to do that. I, think we, should, I think
1: we should do that. Just print a big old, big old daddy Stankovic sign. And just have it say daddy.
0: Well, when, when we go to our seekers, we just like a fat head that just kind of sits behind us and like looms over us.
1: I like it. Uh, I mean, some of you guys saw my interview with Max Holt and Taylor Averill from the USA, which was an, an all, all-time great volleyball interview when uh, Taylor Averill brought up how many daddies there were on the team. Um, I made the Instagram edit. Uh, like the edit I put on Instagram, uh, I did, in fact, superimpose Daddy Stankovic when he said that. So um, go, go check that out if you haven't seen it already. But, yeah, that's enough for Where's Daddy. You know it. You love it. The segment is back now that we're back to our normal 9 by 9 setup. Comment where he is when you find Daddy Stankovic. Let's look forward to the rest of this week, Everett. First and foremost, the matches later on tonight in Brazil. We've got the United States taking on Thailand. Japan versus Korea. That'll be a three dong, no problem. And then a pretty good one, um, Brazil versus Serbia, both of whom have had underwhelming tournaments so far. Brazil playing at home, missing a lot of players. Serbia missing a couple key players as well. Um, what are your picks for these three games?
0: Uh, well, especially with the way that Thailand's been playing recently, USA been dominating. I, I'm going to go USA three to Love uh, it. I think they just, I just think they just have ability to, to to take over. I mean, the same thing with Japan. That's not even a question. Korea, you suck. Get out. Terrible.
1: Um, for you're you're, you're
0: you're absolutely terrible. Um, and I'm actually going to go Serbia three one. Oh, yeah. I don't know why Uh, that's honestly just a gut feeling because even as I say it, I'm like, Brazil's playing at home, Um, Serbia doesn't have dirt, uh, all all this stuff. But I think, I think Serbia's kind of feeling themselves here. Um, And I I feel like Guadetti just manages emotional gains well. So, yeah, he is,
1: he is an emotional guy. I think his team kind of goes as he goes. But uh, exactly. some, sometimes he is good in those situations. I agree. I, I'm really worried about Brazil's outside hitter spot. Like, without Gabi, without Ana Cristina, um, I have faith in Julia Bergman. But past that, I think they're really going to struggle at that position. I could see this being, like, a weird sloppy game. But I will mm-hmm. give it to Brazil in five on home court advantage alone. So uh, I, I am going to go with Brazil despite the – less than impressive start to vnl that they've kind of had
0: i just think that Serbia is more used to playing without their superstars you know that is true and, they and are and serbia is 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 kind of just like that whereas brazil like they really rely on gabby and they they really rely on, on people like like Cristina. christina so we're gonna see have to see maybe if it's kissy maybe um um, it's it's Julia Bergman. Like we need someone to step up for Brazil and big for them at home.
1: Yeah, I, I expect a Rosa Maria game. Uh, I have a feeling yeah. that she's going to have a big impact on one of the two wings. I'm not sure which. Uh, yeah, we've got a couple other people agreeing with you in the comments, Everett. That they they kind of like Serbia tonight. So uh, I'm curious to see that. It's um, I mean the nice part about the Brazil games is that they're prime time for us here in North America. That's 8 p.m. Eastern tonight. Brazil versus Serbia.
0: Yeah, I wish I could watch that because that would be prime time uh, for me. But um, I got to work. I, I'll definitely be able to ch- tune into USA Thailand, but that's about it.
1: Yep, USA Thailand, one p.m. Eastern. Japan versus Korea. Don't bother. And uh, Brazil versus Serbia, eight p.m. That is. I mean, if
0: you're if, if you're a Japanese fan, and you want to see them beat up on on korea then absolutely by means watch that game well yeah i mean but obviously
1: people are going to watch their own teams we don't need to tell people when their own teams games are but if, like if, if you're a neutral fan and just want to watch good volleyball don't watch japan versus korea don't bother it, it, it won't be good nope.
0: um and then we do we want to talk about what's going on overnight as well because uh oh yeah some, definitely some fun matches canada versus turkey uh later on tonight i think this is a big one canada's had some good results against turkey it is going to be a slugfest. It's it's really going to be going to be a slugfest. Can Turkey, if Turkey can pass really well, then we might struggle. But if it gets in just to a, into a high ball game, I almost like Canada in this one. You know, I, I. I but like when you think about Alexa, like Hillary how Alexa gray have both been having fan tournaments. Kira is someone who knows the Turkish system very, very well. Same thing with Emily in the middle. Um, I think this one is actually going to be a be a pretty good one. Uh, I I really do think it it will be. I mean, uh, maybe I'll be up uh, in I'll probably be in just in time from work to to be able to catch this one. So no, uh, I'm excited for it.
1: One thirty in the morning Eastern Time tonight. So that's like the first quote unquote Friday game over there in Hong Kong. Uh, I mean, Canada did beat Turkey and VNL last year. That is mm-hmm. that is worth pointing out. And uh, I agree. I think Canada's got a couple pretty good highball scorers. Turkey has Melissa Vargas, who's better than anybody on the Canadian roster. But uh, I think the, the key matchup here is Turkey's outside hitter, outside hitters, plural. That, that's no surprise. We see that all the time. But if Windsor can really get the girls to pick on probably Hyundai Baladine and then whoever the second outside hitter is, if they can get those players into a revolving door substitution situation, if, if they can get Baladine into having a bad game. They can get it to where every ball is going to Vargas. I mean, she's going to get hers. Obviously, she's world class. But um, if they can take the middle out of the game a little bit, it'll come down to serving and passing for Canada for sure, like we saw in their first two games this week. This will be competitive. But I'm sorry, Everett, I do have to pick Turkey here. I'm going to go three to one.
0: I think that, as you said, we have the high ball hitters, and I think we actually like Alexa Gray is better is better than their left side.
1: I agree with and, that, and,
0: and, and Hillary Howe is is in that kind of in that, that same area and, and ranking as as Paladin and, and and others. So um I think both teams are gonna struggle with serving and blocking in this one. You're right, most of is going to tee off and she's gonna have like most of is going to have a 20 point game. Easy. But I bet you we're gonna see I bet you we're gonna see a really, really good job from uh, from Alexa and from Kira. And if Bree can run the middles a little bit I think that's also where we're going to have some success, but I just have a good, a, a good gut feeling uh, right now for uh, for Team Canada in this one. I, I really do. You know, if we could pick up a win here uh, against Turkey and, and go over five hundred, that would be fantastic. And okay. uh, I, I honestly, I honestly think it can happen. I, I think it can. I think the big question mark will be that M2 position, will we be going with Alicia Ogums or or will we be going with Lee Van Busker who actually just signed to play for Busto next year?
1: Yeah, big um, contract which is, there.
0: Which is, which is a big contract. It's awesome. Love having another middle – or love loving another player in one of the top leagues. Um, but the libero position. How will one of the young liberos, um, you know, react and, and, and play in this game?
1: Probably uh, Julia I, Merman, uh, right?
0: I don't know. Because as much as I really like... I think Julia Merman might be a little bit more polished than Ariel Palermo. But I think that Ariel Palermo might be a little bit more tenacious. And just like her attitude. like She's, she's a go-getter for sure. And likes that fight. I'm not saying that Merman doesn't. Um, but just that's... I, my notion of Palermo is that she's always just been kind of like, like... Just kind of a bulldog. So I think that Turkey as a team is another emotional team that you're having to fight against. And I think that Palermo's might be the the one to go with. But that's just completely, once again, on on my gut feeling. I haven't asked uh, any of the coaches or anything about it.
1: Okay. Uh, Yeah, looking forward to that game. I think that's probably the best game of the Friday slate. And one that if we stay up late enough tonight, we'll be able to watch it. Uh, Poland versus the Netherlands. I think that should be Poland's game, no problem. Bulgaria versus China. That'll be China 3-dong. Japan versus Germany is a Friday early afternoon in Brazil. That actually is low key, a good game. Germany has been playing pretty well and a fascinating style matchup against Japan. If if Germany can run the middle again, as much as they did in that last game against Thailand, then uh, we, we could really be looking at something here.
0: As much as I think Germany is going to do well in this game. I also think that Japan is a team that bounces back. Agreed. Right. And I think Japan serves tougher than, than, uh, Thai, than, uh, than Thailand did against them, Thailand. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to serve a tougher. I think they're going to play better defense as well. Um, and to me, it's hard to get Japan to lose two games in a row. And I think that they view the Germany game as, as a winnable one. So, um, I would, I expect to see Japan succeed in this one. I mean, I'm going to go Japan three, three, one. I really want to say three, nothing, but I don't, I don't know if it's if three dollars going to happen. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm going to say Japan three one in
1: this one. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure if Japan, or sorry, if Germany can pass the ball well enough to keep up that middle strategy um, against Japan. Japan's a a little. It's Japan is basically Thailand, but slightly better in every area. I think that's that's kind of fair. And so. Um, the, that I would I have, say
0: more than slightly. Like I would say they're better than
1: in, in yeah, everywhere. They're, they're, yeah, like they're you know, significantly George. better. Yeah, yeah. And um, then and then the most vomit-inducing game probably of the entire tournament: Korea versus Croatia. Ugh.
0: Yeah, keep it moving. Keep, awful. Keep it moving. Yeah, uh, we, Serbia. We, we, we don't need to say anything about. Not
1: that. at all. Serbia versus Thailand later that night. Like these graphics here are uh, a little bit wacky because the time zones this week are are very strange. Um, Serbia versus Thailand is Friday night in Brazil. I think that's probably Serbia's. But then, um, like Saturday, early morning, we get the Dominican Republic versus Canada, a very fun North Sika rivalry.
0: Yeah, that one's going to be another, uh, another really, really big one for Team Canada. Canada finished out the World Championships last year by beating uh, the Dominican Republic. And of course, it's a massive, massive North Sika rivalry as well. So, um that's why I said like these these two games coming up for Canada are gonna be some of the most important, just to kind of see where we're at. Because, you know, I think Turkey Dominican Republic, that's the kind of area that this team wants to be in. You know, a team that makes the playoffs and a team that is relevant on the world stage. Um, but you know, it of course isn't amongst the the elite just yet. So I really think that these are two of the big ones. And even more so that Canada Dominican Republic wanted to finish off just because, Oh man, I, I just love that rivalry so much.
1: Very um, fun rivalry. And, and,
0: yeah. And you know, it's, it's something that we're going to see later on in the summer as well. at The Norseka championships up in Quebec city at Laval, uh, which are, we are, our, our friends from Montreal Quebec city were promising Rob beers if, if you showed up to, <laughs> to that event. So I don't know, Rob, it looks like, it looks like you're going to have to come to, to French Canada for the first time. And, uh, but yeah, I, I think this is a massive, massive matchup for for Team Canada. And even if we lose to Turkey, but we can beat Dominican Republic once again, finish the week two and two, finish the week on a, on a high note, and a big emotional win, we're sitting pretty. I I really think so.
1: I I hope so. Uh, certainly, Dominican Republic is beatable. I do like that matchup a lot. We we talked about it last year at the World Championship as sort of a passing of the torch moment, as the second best Norsica team. Um, as as Canada has. In at least in my opinion, kind of taken that spot as just a better all-around volleyball team right now. But when you if you catch the Dominican Republic on a good day, they can they can really bang balls with the best of them. So uh, I'm yeah. excited. To, I'm excited to watch that. Hopefully, I stay up late enough. Um, elsewhere, think, that oh, go ahead.
0: Well, I was just gonna say I think that Canada is gonna have the ability to stay patient and let the Dominican make some errors, right? And still put enough pressure on where we're we're able to push through um, and and score some points, but also just kind of let, let them make some errors. That's, that's what I hope anyways. That's, that's my hope for it all.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it is. Um, the Netherlands versus Italy after that Saturday in Hong Kong. That could probably be pretty sloppy and gross. I don't really know how to pick that one. But then Poland versus China. Battle of that's- two, two undefeated teams right now. And if if we assume that China will beat Bulgaria on Friday, which they definitely will, that'll be a huge game. That's 8.30 a.m. Eastern Saturday morning.
0: That'll be the big game so far VNL.
1: Probably, obviously. yeah.
0: I, I think that would be definitely the biggest game so far of VNL. I'm very, very interested to see how that go down, goes down, especially because it's two very contrasting styles. You know, China with the, the good ball control and, and leading – um, swinging on the ball as the way she is versus Poland being one of the bigger teams in the competition so that is a very 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 intriguing game uh, matchup for me
1: yeah uh, China also is really underrated in the middle I find that their middles are actually pretty good and so that that middle matchup against Poland is going to be fun um, Stisiak versus Li Ying Yingying like straight across the net from one another is going to be fun that is uh, and then in Hong Kong of all places I like that match a lot it's it's going to be the best like Other than any USA matches, it's the one I'm looking forward to the most. This VNL so far, eight thirty in the morning, Eastern on Saturday. Ooh, I don't know how to pick it. I I I'm kind of feeling Poland. I'm kind of feeling Poland. keeps Uh, it rolling. I'm going the other way. Actually, I'm going China. Okay. I, I
0: think China will be able to control their game, game with the ball control and really put Poland, Poland in some tough positions. And I think there are also some smart hitters there uh, around that Chinese team too. So I'm going to go the opposite. I think it's going to be China 3-1.
1: Okay. I'll take Poland 3-1. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. Later on Saturday over in Brazil, we've got Brazil versus Germany. We've got Japan versus the United States and we've got Serbia versus Croatia, which is like just past, I think midnight GMT. So it doesn't show up on this graphic here, but uh Good games there. Brazil versus Germany. I mean, Brazil is kind of a question mark right now, and Germany kind of looks good. United States versus Japan, that's a matchup we always do decently well in. So uh, I like our chances there. Then Serbia will beat Croatia, no problem.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, Brazil versus Germany. I do expect Brazil to take that one, especially at home, especially since I'm expecting to lose the the other one against Serbia. I think they're going to bounce back nicely. Um, But also just Brazil at home is is always tough. And Germany, I just don't think they have the mental fortitude to play it against that much like a a Serbian team does. We've seen it kind of be there. USA versus Japan, I agree. USA all the way. Um, I don't think there's many teams that I would pick USA against uh, right now in, in general. Um and then Serbia versus Croatia. Is that the other one uh that we're looking it, at? That, that's, is, not yeah. a con- that's not even that's not even the conversation. Nope. Serbia's gonna pull out the bench for that.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Last but not least, Sunday. We've got uh yeah, Serbia Croatia is Saturday night in Brazil, but it's uh just past midnight Sunday GMT. Bulgaria, Netherlands, yawn, Dominican yeah, Dominican Republic, Turkey. That, that that should be Turkey, no problem. Italy versus. I I I I disagree
0: with that. Really? I think this. Oh, absolutely. I think that there's, you know, that's a, a, two teams that love to bang the ball. I think that was going to be really interesting. I think Dominican Republic's going to win. I really? I think that they have way too much firepower everywhere. And like I said, for against Canada, Turkey has some players that can put some pressure on, aka Melissa Vargas. But it's not consistent through the lineup right? You don't have, you don't have consistent, like tough serving you other than Melissa Vargas. Like you, you don't have that much firepower on this team. I think this is one is going to be a sloppy fist fight. I really do. I think this one is going to be a sloppy fist fight, And I think the Dominican Republic is going to win. I think they're, first of all, I think they're going to be a little incensed because they're just going to have lost it to, to Canada, which <laughs> they don't like. Um, but I think like, when you look at how high powered this Dominican Republic team, how all of their outsides can swing how they, if they have Brenda in there as well, like this is a team that can play with the best and Turkey isn't playing best ball volleyball right now. So, and like also like if there's one team that a can handle Melissa Vargas and B is like frothing at the mouth to play Melissa Vargas in a Turkey uniform, it's the Dominican Republic because they're like, that's, that's Caribbean rivalry. That's, that's, that's what they're used to. So, yeah, I'm picking Dominican Republic in this one. Absolutely. 3 1.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Great points. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Turkey, a 3 0. Turkey, that's a 3 so 0. That's dumb. Turkey that you're a going to go over a
0: 3. There's no way. There's no Turkey way. Turkey, a
1: 3 0. Zara Gunesh and Ada Airdem are going to have eight blocks each. Melissa Vargas is going to have double digit aces. They this, they're not. This no. is a 3 dong. No, this 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 is a three dong. You heard it here first. Uh, I will somebody will be...
0: somebody clip this out, and we're gonna wait until the next show on uh, <laughs> on Monday after after this one just to see who's right because I disagree with that completely. Turkey a three,
1: Turkey a three zero. Has so, does
0: Tur- does Turkey have any three nothing win so far as tournament? Okay, yeah, they beat the Netherlands, but write it fun. write
1: it down like, in sharpie marker. Turkey a three zero.
0: No. You're just, right now, you're pandering. You're pandering. I to am not. <laughs> I am you not. You are pandering to our Turkish fans.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> there's nobody who likes to make fun of the Turkish fans more than me. Trust me, I ran a, I ran a show on the CEV channel and got yelled at by Turkish people for two straight years. Turkish yeah, TV see, already, already
0: you're getting the Turkish fans in the chat. Backing you up. But, I do uh, not
1: pander, Everett. That is not my style. Turkey at 3-0. Moving on. China versus Italy. I've got China 3-0 against Italy's B team. Yes. Okay. Uh, moving on to Brazil. Um, Brazil versus the United States is the early game on Sunday afternoon. That I think is kind of interesting schedule-wise, being that it's they've They've always done Brasilia. that, though. They've have
0: always they? done that, too. They used to have World League games in Brazil, World League versus, like, Brazil versus USA at 11 a.m. Yikes. Like, they love, like, Brazilian volleyball loves, like, especially on the weekends, they love, like, a midday game. Uh, very much like Japan, like that. Uh, apparently, in Japan, like, the V League, most of the games are just played in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, anyway, uh, Brazil versus the USA is is always a classic. However, I can't remember the last time we lost to Brazil. We pretty routinely beat Brazil. Um, did we play them? So we lost. We didn't play them at the World Championship last year. At least, not in the play. Not in the bracket. I'm struggling to remember. We obviously killed them in the Olympic gold medal game. Uh, <sighs> it, it, like, like destroyed them in the Olympic gold medal game. It wasn't even close. Yeah. Then uh, uh, without Gabby, without Ana Cristina, I don't care that it's in Brazil. I've got the United States. I've, I've got us uh, three to one on Sunday afternoon. Sunday, Yeah, like, I got that. Sunday, I got that Sunday morning, really. It's like yeah. 9 a.m. Eastern.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's that is see. Early. Oh, I can't. It does, it's not going up on the schedule that I'm looking at. But, yeah, you're right. I, I fully agree with that. I don't know if without their, their guys, like, it's really interesting to see that Brazil sat all of their best teams, all of their best players at home. Like, that's just a head-scratcher for me um, all around. But, yeah, like, I I don't see Brazil running with USA, even though the USA doesn't have their horses. The USA is a system-based team, and you can kind of just bring in people in and out uh, as as they go. So, yeah, I, I'm
1: with that, with the USA. We've got a point in the chat. When Brazil's best TV, like, most successful TV broadcasts, for some reason, are at 10 a.m., and that's exactly when this game is going to be. So... Uh, that's that's interesting, but kind of cool. A nice little morning sports game, whatever. Uh, then the the last two games on Sunday: Thailand versus Croatia, Germany versus Korea. Don't bother. Don't waste your time.
0: Definitely not, not uh, worth there.
1: So that's it. Uh, that is uh, that is week two for the VNL women. Uh, let's take a look at the standings right now before we get out of here. Like we said, this is this is up to up to the moment. We have still got three games going on in Brazil this afternoon. Poland, China, and the United States are undefeated. Brazil, four to one, four and one. Turkey, four and two, both with decent point volume. Germany, four and one, uh, but a handful of five set wins in there, so only 11 points. Japan and Canada, right now, rounding out that top eight. But that race for those two, maybe three playoff spots is going to be very spicy.
0: Yeah. I think for the Dominican Republic, these next few games are going to be really, really important right now. they are two two points behind, um, Thailand, despite having the same amount as, as wins, but ha- have played more games. Um, so if they lose the next few games and depending how how they go, I think that separation is, is going to happen and they're going to be, you know, with, with that bottom group, um, down there. But, uh, but, yeah, like, I think that division between I like, there's really not separating much from Thailand to Germany. Only four points. No, um, I agree. Two wins uh, as well. But, you know, Japan, Canada, Italy, all teams that are, are, are going to be fighting hard. I I still think there's a good chance to see Canada in that uh in, in that top eight, uh, in that top eight to final, I, really I
1: agree. I, I think that's very possible. Uh, it is definitely go time for Serbia. If Serbia wants to make the playoffs, they need to start to figure it out right now. They need to beat Brazil today, in my opinion. They are currently one and four with only four points. That is not good enough. And then uh, the relegation position. I think it is extremely clear right now that Croatia will be relegated. I would be stunned stunned if they got any points whatsoever. I mean, well, maybe they beat Korea. I think they do play them this week. But uh, even Bulgaria right now has five points. There's no way Croatia is getting to five points. No way. I, I think it's – I would be stunned if Croatia did not get relegated.
0: Yeah, it's it's really weird that they do all this work to get in here and haven't really done anything. I mean, I do think that they have some big matchups for them for them coming up. Uh, like they have Korea, so that's going to be easy three points for them. Um,
1: Is it? <laughs> Croatia's bad. Like I, I, know Korea's like among the worst we've ever seen, but
0: Croatia's at least won a set.
1: Okay, congratulations.
0: I'm just saying it's more. It's more than it's. It's more than Korea. Korea has nothing. They have they're five and zero with three three 3-DOMs. So.
1: Five three dunks, yeah. They're they're they're, Korea's bad, Korea's very bad. I I agree, but uh, Korea versus Croatia is um, a a vomit inducing game. I I think it's very clear. Croatia's going to get relegated, no way they're going to get to five points. Dominican Republic, no, yeah, they're not going to get relegated. Canada's safe, I think Germany's safe, Poland's obviously safe. Like, this is a, I think that picture is pretty clear, but yeah, the race for the playoffs, I mean. Poland, China, Brazil, Turkey, United States. I think those five are definitely going to get in. But Germany, Japan, Canada in there right now, I don't know. I I think that Japan is good enough to get in. I think that Germany, Canada, maybe Italy, and then maybe Serbia and come from behind fashion are going to be really fighting for those spots. It's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun race to watch this week.
0: Yeah, especially, especially Serbia kind of hanging out below, like in, in 13th right now. That's always a team that can just pop up and, don't and make a run. Don't sleep on them. Don't yeah, sleep exactly. On them. You, you, you don't want to sleep on them. So it is, really is going to be uh, a race to the finish. I think a 500 record will get you to the playoffs.
1: Probably. Uh, it probably will because there's going to be so many teams that are just so bad that uh, there's a, there is a great chance that 500 will get you there. I actually think last year... I think there was a five and seven team. I think Thailand went five and seven last year and made the playoffs. So that's definitely possible. I think five hundred is a good target.
0: I, th- I think you're right too. I know they made the playoffs, and I don't think that they were. Yeah, I think they were five and seven. Sorry.
1: Yeah, maybe they had a, a couple bonus points from some five set losses, but I'm pretty sure they were five and seven and made the playoffs. So yeah, that's uh, that's the table as it stands right now, and I think that's our show. Uh, that's I think that's about it for uh, week two of women's VNL. Uh, what, what do you, what are we thinking going forward, Everett? I think we, we would like to do Monday Thursday, like kind of two yeah. shows a week.
0: Yeah, I think that's good. One to wrap up the week at hand, and then to preview the next week for the opposite gender uh and then another one to uh, in midweek just to kind of go everything that's going on because if we leave it to the end of the week there's just way too much too much to cover also you're right thailand did go five and seven dominican republic also went five and seven uh but thailand had one more point than them uh germany netherlands canada poland bulgaria belgium all sat at four and eight a lot
1: of four and eight teams last year.
0: Belgium with eight points up to Dominican and and Germany and – or sorry, Germany and Netherlands both with, with 14. So um, very interesting. Poland, already more wins this year than
1: they had last year. Yeah, Poland looks awesome. Uh, the, so good for them. Uh, yeah, Poland, China, United States undefeated. We'll see if that if that holds up uh, throughout the rest of this week. Poland and China do play each other head-to-head. Lots of good stuff, lots of big games for Canada. A couple of interesting games for my United States – and we'll be back um, time, TBD, but let's let's plan for a show on Monday. I think that would be great to catch up on the women's and preview men's week too. I think it's going to be a yeah, good deal so. for us. And what, do we do? We want to go during the day? I'm cool with during the day. Uh, I kind of like, yeah. like during the day.
0: I kind of like during the day too. We got a, more, a lot more live viewers because our European and uh, Asian friends can tune in.
1: Yeah, shout outs to our global volleyball source fandom so uh make sure you're in the volleyball source discord that link is in the description Uh, that is uh the best online volleyball community in the world Uh, make sure you follow us at the new volleyball source 2.0 instagram i need to change that on our little uh our our template here our backdrop that we have the new instagram account at volleyball source 2.0 give that a follow we've got some other good videos coming out here on the volleyball source youtube channel we're going to do a women's vnl draft like we did for the men's once Mm -hmm. we get once we can get a schedule scheduling figured out with a very special guest that will join us for that and uh, we filmed a video. Uh, we we did a live video when we were in Ottawa last week that we've set, that we haven't released yet. But it is we drafted our all decade team from the 2010s on the men's side, and uh, I Everett, I, I made a nice thumbnail for that, and I've scheduled that to release tomorrow. So I I think Ooh, I would hold out on that. Really? Yeah, let's wait until I. I I think we should give it to the people.
0: I mean, yeah, but we're doing—we're still doing a lot of content right now. So let's why not hold until when we're not doing a lot of
1: content. I mean, while we all we did was one video this week. I think I think we slowed down quite a bit. I think it'll do good numbers, but uh, okay. We, I, guess we, I guess we can see. We and can see,
0: and then we should, we should could plan to do some other ones. Maybe you can do some NBA research over there, <laughs> or or would you rather? Would you rather do an all NFL team?
1: Uh, I don't think NFL players would translate to volleyball skill sets nearly as good as NBA players. I, I know neither, enough about
0: it. Neither do I. Neither do I. I'm just catering to the only other sport you know.
1: I I, I know lots of sports, and I, I know about I know enough about the NBA to do a video on. it, So let's do it. Yeah,
0: you sure? Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. All, all also, night. I
1: can't I can't wait for the people to vote on our all de- all decades team list that we did. I smoked you. I there's no way you did. You. I don't even remember. I don't even I remember who we smoked you with that because drink. we
0: drank way too many beers, um, and my short-term memory has just gone to shot after last <laughs> week. Uh, there's no way you smoked me.
1: Oh, I, there's, I, no, there's I, no way. I smoked you. I smoked you. The people send will me, see. It. Send me the list again. You could you can, you can find it. It's in the back end of our YouTube channel. Uh, it's very oh, good video. Great. I think you guys will enjoy it. So uh, we'll be back on Monday. With the nine by nine, we'll we'll figure out what time. I'm not not against doing it at the same time, 11 a.m. Eastern. That was fine for me. Uh, why, so, yeah. why not
0: just let's just say for now, like that we're gonna go at 11 a.m. Eastern cool. until, and, and, and unless anything else happens, then you know we'll let you guys know in the Discord and, and on socials and stuff like that. But yeah, I would say let's just keep it going with uh,
1: 11 a.m. for now. Okay, well, let's let's lock it in. So we'll see you guys on Monday. Uh, we'll see you in the volleyball sports Discord as well. Enjoy all the women's games this week and uh keep it tuned here to the channel make sure you check out that volleyball.store and uh make sure if you found daddy stankovic he has shown up not going to tell you where but if you found him make sure you're ready to comment right after the stream is over where he's at good to me right see you, people thanks for watching